For the first time ever, we don't have the full crew today. And, you know, actually, we did start last week's episode without the full crew, too. But uh, we do have Chubba Watson here with us. Chubba, how are you doing today? What up? I was thinking, um, Danny, yeah, since Danny did the No Call No Show, um, which is popular in, like, restaurants, like service industry jobs. Uh, people get tired of showing up, so they just do the old No Call No Show, which, of course, is they don't call, they don't show. Then you um, just never, never again, right? You just have to ghost it at that point, or do you show up again? In service industry jobs or in Daniel's yeah. situation? Well, in here? service industry jobs. I feel I like I feel like if you do show up, because I feel like sometimes in service industry jobs, it's like, you know, the no call, no show. That person might be like hung over sleeping still. So it mm. might not be like a I'm out type True. of move. It might just True. be like I just couldn't make it today. My phone died. Yeah. So I feel like that one could go like 50-50. But I was thinking anyways, since Daniel's not here, we could do the thing where – um throw the crickets crickets yeah yeah uh and we got danny here also as usual danny how you doing today nothing it would have been nice if he popped in like oh yep got got me danny in the car yeah and so Uh, so he might there were there was a power outage down where he lives um like sunday night into monday or something and he it was quite a maze of downed um power lines for him to leave like his his house area so that could be it we did star six seven dial his phone so that it wouldn't appear like it was us it'd be like a blocked call or blocked yeah. call and uh he it rang but he didn't answer so i don't know phone appears on not responding to text messages but we're not assuming the you know we're not assuming the worst i guess we're we are assuming that he's ignoring us right now Right, kind of. I mean, I mean, we're not assuming that anything's wrong with him. There's Um, a possibility he just couldn't make it, but his phone did ring when we start six seven him. But luckily, um, he's not stuck in his complex because he did find a shortcut out. He made sure to show us. um, One of his neighbors said, "You know, there's a direct route right out to the to the main road from here that he didn't know about." So it was, you know, uh, you know, um, some good came out of this apparently. Uh, right, but that's about that it. Secret path, yeah. Yes. And then it's not like he didn't get caught uh, late at work or anything like that either, because again, he fell on a roof and dislocated his shoulder. So he has not been working since. But yes, hopefully we'll have Dan back next week. Uh, this week we do not have him. So we will be a two man show. Yes, which is a shame too, because we, we all got together this past weekend and we had, you know, quite a time. And now, yeah. you know, it's just. It feels like weird just you know right. rehashing right. it without him we met up for the this was the 2021 uh like group chat business retreat where we lay out our strategy for the whole year and it, it was great i mean it was good we had a nice thorough meeting we met on all accounts that we needed to and then um the first show right out of the gate danny didn't show up to so it's you know yeah, and the funny hot, part was hot we, start, cold start type. Of we thing. did talk about how Saturday night we're going to have this, you know, big time group chat golf meeting about picking dates for tournaments. And, you know, we ended up getting about 10 minutes of talk on Sunday morning before we left <laughs> about possible dates, um, yeah. just possible date for May. So but Saturday we we um, <clears throat> crushed Forged in Fire, uh, the show <laughs> to the like we were we, like we all took a person at the beginning of the episode Um by random yeah by the order of how they came onto the screen and were introduced and you just had to ride with that guy um until the end 
Yep. Or gal, which they were some. And, um, you know, every time you, you, you're depending on what place your guy came in, you'd get glow sticks of, you know, cause yeah. we had a lot of extra glow sticks, but anyway, great show. I, I, which you know. by the way, forged in, yeah. So you'd, <clears throat> you'd kind of get a glow stick, which counted as a point and forged in fire for those who don't know is, uh, a show about blacksmithing. So it's like a bunch of like blacksmiths who show up and, create uh weapons and then they test the weapons to see if they'll cut and kill so it's quite a i mean it's quite a show yeah i'm actually gonna make a forged and fire meme and see how many people are like oh my god i love that show yeah see how uh, many people are like hey your weapon your meme kills yeah <laughs> it will but yeah kill. good show check that out it's on netflix give it a give it a sh- give it a shot it's quite yeah a- that was the hardest i've chilled in a long time because i think after that we watched three movies in a row yeah from um, the 90s from the nineties mostly. And then, um, uh, the first one was the Patriot yeah. and then, um, double jeopardy. And then yeah. what was the last one that we watched with Keanu? Oh, knock, 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 knock. Interesting movie. Um, but I couldn't <laughs> yeah. take my eyes off it. I was, yeah. I was locked in. I had um, seen that one. Well, I'd seen all of them, but I had seen that one and I did end up falling asleep during it, but I was surprised because I don't miss many Keanu movies. I'm a big, mm-hmm. big Keanu guy. So mm-hmm. um, to never even have heard of that, but I wasn't surprised yeah. that I hadn't heard of it when we started watching it. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, yeah. That one wasn't like, <clears throat> excuse me, a big release by any means. I had the only reason I had seen it was because a couple of years ago I had this, like this big, like cheesy psychological thriller kick where it was like the only things I could watch were like cheesy psychological thriller movies, which I mean, they have their place. They're ridiculous, but they have their place. They do. But movies in general, let me tell you, when we, we were just trying to find like some good, fun blockbuster movies, movies are in like once they leave the theater now, it's in shambles trying to find mm-hmm. those fucking things. Yeah. And it's almost like your only option is to play some kind of throwback that you haven't seen since like 2004, you know? Right. But like, then like just... good luck finding that. Yeah. You know I know. I mean? Like good luck finding the one you want. Like it was honestly so mm-hmm. much better. It's like when where can all you? Just in one place like back yeah. in the day they would hit the theater and then they would go to the movie rental store and like exactly. sure it's annoying to like drive out there and rent them but at least you know where all of them are mm-hmm. now it's like in order to find a movie you might have to sign up for like a 15 dollar a month subscription package just to watch that one movie it's almost like we went backwards with that like yeah you don't have to leave your house but like now you just can't watch it there's a good Dude, chance you just so can't fast. find it yeah it happened so fast that whole like Oh, let's cut the cord. Let's get away from paying one hundred and thirty-five dollars a month for Directv and we all these channels we don't use. Oh, let's get Netflix. Streaming is so much better. No commercials. I probably pay more now monthly for every streaming service that's out there. Oh yeah, fifteen for Netflix, fifteen for HBO, fifteen for Hulu. Uh, YouTube TV is like sixty-five dollars a month now, so it's like I I pay the same amount or more, and I don't get all of them. Mm-hmm. like cutting it's, the cord is that happens so fast where we're now it's like we're right back to the same situation we were in before mm-hmm. paying a shitload of money every month for for tv bunch of shit you're paying for a bunch of shit you don't watch and and on but on top of that finding movies is fucking impossible like yeah. nobody has any idea there's no clear path as to where they're gonna go once they leave the theaters mm-hmm. like it's anybody's like, a ghost man no man. it's almost like this is just gonna pull us right back to cable at some mm-hmm. point like, it's like, you know what? Yeah. Cable's the best bet because the movies yeah. go there and, and you get on demand with all the channels, which is basically what all the other things are made up of anyway. Yeah. You can see um, it coming from a mile away. People are going to be like, do you hate paying a lot of money every month for a lot of different services? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? We've got them all in one place. <laughs> right. Direct TV. You just have to put a satellite on your house, 
sign a two-year contract and it's yours oh god dude i can't even believe that i can't i can't I can't. I don't even know Netflix was fifteen dollars. It just comes out. I thought yeah, it was still eight. Yeah, it might eight. be like eleven or something. It's I probably think they have different options. Yeah, they text me once every couple months. They're like, "Hey, we're going up by a dollar." Mm-hmm. You know, could be a hundred dollars for all I know. Now I just pay it. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I don't even watch half of the ones that I pay for. I have YouTube no, Premium. I haven't watched a YouTube video in like I don't even know how long. Like I yeah. pay like ten bucks YouTube a month for premium. that. Yeah, yeah, just so I can play in the background for and I and I right. and I get mad when it plays in the background. I'm like, fuck! I just closed YouTube. Why is it still playing? What does that just give you? No ads on YouTube. Yeah, videos? yep, that's it. No ads, and you can b- play in the background of your phone. So if you want to play a song or something on YouTube, you can close out the app, and it still plays. Yeah, that's uh, which you can't do in the normal one. But anyway, you know, this is a golf podcast. Yeah, um, and we did have a golf tournament last week. The WGC Mexico. Congrats goes out to Colin Morikawa. Uh, kid's an absolute stud. Yeah, um, I like, like stats wise, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be like wins wise. He might even just like keep keep up with Tiger for his age. Wow. I, I, yeah, uh, I don't know how accurate that statement is, but did I think you just if we give Colin Morikawa the next Tiger. Yeah. Yeah, stamped that on him. Right I here did. Now. I think I might have stamped. Tiger. I think I might have stamped it on him on one of the earlier episodes after he won the PGA or even the, his win before that. Yeah, uh, I just like his age and his and his wins and and uh, yeah, I just think he's got it. He's calm, cool, and collected, um, yeah. and he's better than most. Uh, and the the thank you to Tiger after the round was probably like the best thing that he could have said, you know. Um, I heard a lot of people talking about the tiger situation and his just like, you know, we don't say thank you to people, to the people that we appreciate enough. And then he got a little choked up cause his grandfather died a few months ago. And obviously he didn't thank his grandfather enough in his lifetime, uh, for being mm. a role model. And he was feeling that in the moment. Uh, so he threw a nice thank you out to tiger. She just loved to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a Colin yeah, Morikawa fan. Oh, me too. Huge, <laughs> huge. He's 24. Um, uh, he began his PGA Tour career with 22 consecutive made cuts, a feat surpassed only by Tiger Woods' 25-cut streak. Mm. And he has four tour wins, including a major championship, the PGA. And that might be dated now. He might have five now after the, this last one. Let's see. Yeah, Wikipedia gets on it pretty quick. They might be, might be correct there. Oh yeah, yep, they they got it. So he he had the Barracuda Championship right. July twenty eighth two thousand nineteen. Yep. Uh, he had the Workday Charity Open July twelfth twenty twenty, at the PGA Championship August 9th, twenty twenty, and now the WGC Workday Championship February eighth twenty twenty one. I honestly would have said more than four wins there. Yeah, it feels like that because he's he has been up there with those with all those made cuts. He's always in it. You see his name on every leaderboard pretty much. Right um and he did miss he did lose that playoff did he didn't he lose a playoff to somebody in there too i think he did to yeah, john rom or something or daniel Dustin berger Jones. daniel Charles berger Schwab. that's right yep and he missed a three-footer to to get there so uh yeah he he seems to have it and i like him i two weeks in a row i love the winner max homa colin morikawa yep. same uh, team in college group, right yeah and a good just a good group of young just like laid-back dudes um like regular dudes i really like that a lot how I many like wins that. did Tiger have by age 24? Oof. Do you have that up right now? Let's see if we can find it. How many would you uh, guess? Oh, God. 13? Let's see here. 
I feel like he went one year where he just like literally had like ten. going to be tough to find that tough to get yeah, that stat. I got a nice timeline here but it does look like he had already completed the grand the career grand slam by 24 mm. and uh, he did him in a row but in two years I believe he had won the Mercedes championship the AT&T Pebble Beach National Pro-Am Bay Hill Invitational Memorial Tournament U.S. Open Championship British Open PGA Championship WGC NEC Invitational the Bell Canadian Open he won the Johnny Walker Classic, the PGA Grand Slam, of course, uh, WGC EMC World Cup. So, yeah, I think slightly uh, further ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, he had also won the Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year, the Male Athlete of the Year by the AP, uh, Male Athlete of the Year at the ESPYs, uh, Player of the Year by the PGA Tour. I mean, do you want me to continue or are you good? I think, I think all I got out of that was there's, you know, I, I – I understand why people wore red on Sunday. And I know there was a lot of people out there. This is, well, he's not dead, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I, I still feel like you can show – I still think you can show that respect for a guy that, like, you know, had a really tough – may never golf on tour again because of this this that happened. And uh, just to show a little bit of respect, we've seen these situations before where players get injured and then teams do things, you know, to respect them even if they're not dead. Uh, yeah. So I, I didn't, I didn't hate the the move. I, I also, I didn't, you know, I made a lot of memes about him being fucked up because he kind of did look fucked up the days leading up to this. Like he kind of might've been having a few things in his system, but they said nothing. Uh, I don't know. Do you believe well, that there was the toxicology reports been out yet? Oh, okay. Well, the, the LA Sheriff's department said that he was clean, I think, or sober anyway. Right, so I guess right. maybe not, you know, we don't know about the rest of the, the drugs i don't think right i think like at the scene he was cleared yeah by police but yeah. i don't think the toxicology report's been out Am i, I honestly think that they'll keep that, that clear that? regardless it happened latest in la I, yeah latest uh, thing i saw on that was that <clears throat> they're looking for the black box which i didn't even know were in fucking cars i thought that was just an airplane thing me too um but apparently they're looking into whether he had fallen asleep at the wheel it oh, seems like that okay. might have been the case because of the way he um he he veered across an, another lane and just kept mm-hmm. going straight the whole time and i don't think there was any braking until uh he started to tumble down the cliff and they said that that's kind of a that a makes sign sense because that's kind of what happened last wheel. time right with him he kind of fell he was basically falling asleep last time um that that time way back in the day um when he got uh pulled over he looked a little tired too but i, I mean what a crazy thing to, 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 you know, to hear that happened, you know, um, imagine being like that, that paramedic or those cops that showed up on the scene and you're like, Holy shit, this is Tiger Woods and he's fucked up, you know, (laughs) because they said like the, the paramedic that, that was, that came to the scene, he said he didn't quite seem to be aware of how bad his injuries were at the time. Um, he didn't seem to be like in a lot of pain or anything, which is usually like, you know, the, a thing that they, they see when somebody's in shock. Uh, so whatever it was, he made it sound like it was pretty bad. And from what you heard about the injuries, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty gruesome uh, injuries for a guy who plays a professional sport. So yeah, um, to think that Tiger may never be back on tour is like, a, I mean, and I know the only thing that we, everyone cares about right now is, you know, just be okay for your family, be able to walk and, and whatever, you know, maybe play some rounds with your son. I don't really care if he plays on tour anymore, but that's a huge, you know, huge hit for golf. 
um, if you yeah. lose Tiger Woods. Yeah, it is. I mean, for me, it's like I'm not I, I was never a big like ghost of Tiger Woods fan anyways. He's been mm-hmm. off the tour in my mind for 10 plus years. So, it, you know, <clears throat> it stinks. But uh, I don't think we need to go into it too much. He's you mm-hmm. know, it's not the same guy. So it's not it doesn't do the same thing for me. It's cool seeing him win. I would like to see him. You know, it'd be awesome if he did you know, hit those marks like beating Jack and did he pass Sam Snead already for most yeah. wins? Yeah. yeah. How, now, how did you feel about Jack? And how did you feel about everyone wearing red? Did you think that was favorite, too much or? Well, I think, I think we need to wait and see a little bit mm. on that. You know, yeah. I think it was too much. If this comes out that is like, like if he plays this year, yeah, mm. I think it was a little too much. If he's yeah. done for the rest of his career is probably a nice, nice ode to him you know i don't I think that those guys probably have a little more information on how bad it was than we do sure so also sure. so i My, think like if, if phil didn't think he needed to you know if he yeah, thought tiger might be say, playing the masters say, then he's not My, gonna go rock that red i think my two favorite parts about that whole wearing red and black on sunday was phil wearing the red under the sweater mm-hmm. to kind of show people hey like I'm participating in this. I realize it's kind of a serious situation, but at the same time, fuck tiger. I'm wearing my sweater <laughs> over it to kind of let him know who's boss, who won the last match for $10 million. True. Um, and then secondly, the Max Homa situation, a guy who just absolutely loves tiger woods grew up loving tiger woods just had that moment on social media last week talking about how, you know, he grew up going to that, that course and and waiting for tiger to give him a handshake and then tiger gives him the trophy and it was just made his whole career and life and blah 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 and then people on fucking twitter just hammer him (laughs) because he didn't have red in his sponsor kit and couldn't get a red shirt to to you know to uh, on that day it's like yeah yeah you're in mexico you don't you know it's not like anybody planned for this um, it was just kind of a spur of the moment thing and he couldn't get a red shirt and people just absolutely, Oh, why isn't Max home? What does Max home not care about tiger? Like what a mm. fucking asshole to not, <laughs> to not wear red. And he had to come out and tell everybody like, listen, you fucks. I like tiger more than you guys do. Mm. Um, I don't like, maybe your dumb little brains can't comprehend this. Like I get paid to wear clothing on tour. And if I don't have a, you know, a sponsor, that has red if i don't have that shirt like I, there's nothing i can fucking do i just yeah. can't just go down to the dick sporting goods in mexico and buy any red shirt i think that's what it. phil I did contracts i think phil bought like a so but that's probably like why he arizona. put over it yeah it had like i think he said it had like an a on it and i assume that a was for like arizona or mm. something um and he didn't want to show that but i also thought it was funny that and i understand that it's a thing with you know they're supposed to wear what they're supposed to wear but justin thomas's shirt was like not really red but he also got like sandwiched into everybody wearing the red. It was almost like pink stripes. Uh, like, oh, really so are you saying stripes. that did he, are you saying that he wore his whatever Sunday kit he had packed and it was close, like it was close enough. So people thought that maybe I, he was, I think he it, was, or, or is I that think he was grabbed? in it. I think that was his red. I think that was his version. That was like the closest he could get to red for that. Um, and it yeah, just uh, wasn't that red. Rory. Rory's had like like black the black lines, lines on yeah. it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great. It is cool, cool moment in golf, whatever. But it's just like imagine being those people on Twitter, dude, who are like, "Uh, buddy, did you not get the memo that we're wearing red?" Yeah. To like Rory, who's just got a red shirt on with black stripes. <laughs> like, uh, can you show some goddamn respect, please? Right. 
Dude, Twitter. Oh, I see uh, Justin Twitter's Thomas. Justin Thomas had like the red and white stripes. Yeah. 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 It almost I mean, had like have a pink some flag. fucking class, Justin Thomas. <laughs> Jesus Christ, buddy, get it together. I mean, the man broke his legs. Can we have some respect for that? One compound fracture, which you just hate to hear. Yeah. What does that mean? I you were texting no that. That's all when week, the like, bone goes through the skin. Deal. That's when the bone goes through the skin. Okay, but did the bone did the bone like completely break? Compound fracture, yeah, it completely breaks, and then it pe- then it goes through the skin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know you, that that's the growth. Like uh, uh, what's his name? That basketball player had one. Can't remember who it was. Oh, um, what was his name? Uh, I remember who, not Gordon Haywards. There was a couple actually. Um, well, Gordon Hayward did that, but one of them did it in an Olympic practice. Oh, like the Olympic game, yeah. Who was? Yeah, that? Uh, George Paul George. Paul yeah, George. Paul George. Paul yeah. George is who it was. That's and there right. was also a guy on Louisville who did a stepping back on a three right on the sideline a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking. Kevin yeah. Ware, maybe? Was that yes, his name? Yes, yep. Yeah, that one was gnarly. That was gross. And the, So the, those completely broke in half? Yeah, they broke in half and then one of them like, went through the skin. And so is that a compound fracture? That's a compound fracture. That's what it means, yeah. So is is a compound fracture when it goes through the skin or when it completely breaks in half? Because now you've got me confused. Well, it's both. It breaks in half, and half of it goes through the skin. So like, okay, if the but... bone broke, I don't know why they call it a fracture, but like, if the bone broke and then like went through, popped through the skin, one of the sides. Yeah. Okay, so but he let's had say a bone. It just exposed. breaks, but it stays in the. Skin. That's just a broken a bone, I think. Okay. It that's just like a break. Okay. Yeah. So a compound fracture, if it doesn't split all the way in half, but a piece pokes through the skin, still a compound fracture. Yeah, there's also there's another kind of of fracture I think that is another gross one, but I'm looking up compound fracture when the bone either punctures the skin or otherwise can be seen outside the body. The most common cause of a compound fracture are falls, accidents, overuse, osteoporosis. Um, all fractures are serious injuries, most especially compound ones that can become infected. Um, but I think they had to do a, a quick surgery on him because there was a muscle that had too much pressure on it. And I think that they, to relieve that pressure, that was like the most important thing um, to get him into surgery fast um, was because if that if there is too much pressure on that muscle for too long, he could lose that function for for life. OK, so they had to relieve that pressure. Um, now, uh, let me ask, let me ask you this question. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's say it's not a situation where it's like super urgent like that, mm-hmm. right? Does he get special treatment at the hospital? Uh, oh, does Tiger Woods get special treatment? Absolutely. No doubt. So I think as soon as somebody that is rich or famous gets identified, they get special front of the line treatment no matter no what. matter what in america like, let's say yeah. a poor person was about to die in the in the waiting room of the hospital if are the they gonna person... put tiger woods in there first uh, or, or are they gonna put tiger woods in the waiting room well let's put it this way if they had the same injury i think we both know who's getting in first totally that wasn't my question though. yeah my question but was if someone had a lesser dying in the waiting room does tiger woods get the room because he's tiger woods uh yeah i think so okay um is that the right way to go about it you think no come on i mean i know i mean you know um power money fame who makes Um, that decision 
Is it the guy in the ambulance? The driver? The elites the that we don't hear about, dude. The ones that run the government that we don't know are there. Like the director of the hospital. The king of the hospital makes that call. Yeah, there's probably the one ambulance. guy that has a straight line to the elites, and he called up yeah. Jeff, Jeff Bezos and Elon yeah. Musk, and he was like, hey, the, guys, what do we do here? And they're like, let Tiger through. We need him. The ambulance one of us. guy. The ambulance guy calls the the king of the hospital, and he's like, "Hey, king, we got a uh, we got Tiger here in the mm-hmm. in the ambulance. Let's go ahead and clear out any poor people uh, who might be dying, and let's get him in the. I mean, listen, he might not play golf again. Mm-hmm. We got to get this guy fixed. Mm-hmm. Let the poorest die. Let the poor yeah, people I think, die. I think know? I think Tiger. I think Tiger gets put in the front of the line in that situation. What category of celebrity do you think the cutoff line is? Like, oh, does man. does Henry Higgs get that treatment? My man, Henry Gall. I'm just staying in the golf world. You know? Harry. I think it's Harry Higgs. Is, is, is Harry and Henry the same? same? Isn't Harry short for Henry? No, no, they don't. I do don't know, but I feel like if I fuck that dude's name up, that's mad. To, I love that guy. Yeah, so it's. Ha- I believe it's Harry. And I would say um, they wouldn't recognize who Harry Higgs is. Uh, so, no, he would not get that treatment. They would just call him another slab. What about a guy with four wins on tour? No, not unless he identified himself as I'm Colin Morikawa and I have four wins on tour. Here's my Wikipedia. Look me so up. So you're saying you're saying you got to be a list. You can't. Yeah, I was gonna say a list is the cut. A list and probably like top a list, like recognizable. You've been the star of something before, or like you've been the biggest news in the world before. Not just like, um, let me think who's like bottom who's i guess a list yeah i guess a list is the cut for me i think okay to have that uh you know special treatment okay let's see i'm gonna but although i i don't really know maybe maybe the la wherever he was flown maybe they are prepared for that kind of thing all the time okay so i'm looking at it he didn't have to cut in front of somebody you know i hope that that wouldn't happen looking at a list here of b-list celebrities yeah who's the uh, top of the b-list well i don't want to say the top one because it's chadwick boseman he already passed away mm. you know what i mean and i don't feel like he is did they let him pass celebrity. away or did he? I, that's a good question it's <laughs> a good did they that's put him terrible. in the waiting room yeah it's fucked up and i feel like he's not even a b-list celebrity anyways i would i would have had him a list yeah um but kit harrington game of thrones is the most recognizable and they have him at number seven here Okay, if Kit Harrington gets in a car crash, does he have to wait in the in the lobby? No, he's Game of Thrones. He should be a list, but but because he's only been in one thing. A-list. Well, Kit no, Harrington but he's not on a Brad. Well, Pitt. he's not an a. No, you're right. But where where's the what's the bottom of the a list? I'd have to hear because there's a lot of Game of Thrones okay. fans out there. I think Game of to be a part of Game of Thrones, I think is different as like some another B list who's like a movie actor who's like a usually like second role, you know, like those like the other cop in Superbad. <laughs> like i would put him below kid harrington but he might be above him on the list i don't know yeah i mean a-list celebrities are like you know you're like this list right here has kim kardashian taylor swift jennifer aniston angelina jolie rihanna ellen brad pitt the rock tom cruise will smith george clooney tom hanks those guys aren't waiting in waiting rooms no no of course and who's at the bottom Donald Trump, drake justin bieber oprah j-lo leo katie perry wow yeah, that's a Adam long list Sandler, of A's, huh? Julie. Oh, I mean, it's pretty big. It's pretty mm. big. Now, once you're A-list, do you stay A-list forever? That's, I would imagine so. Yeah. I don't think you get to the A-list. Because like, I think the next one you were going to say was Julia Roberts, and I was like, is she still? 
Yeah, Julia's up there. Jay Z, David Beckham, Johnny Depp, Ryan Reynolds, Puff Daddy, Ben Affleck, Nicole Kidman. Now, what if you're A-list like, with? His... What if you're A-list with a past? Like if you're oh, A-list, like a but you've also like, past? yeah, let him go. Well, I feel like once you're an A-list person, like you're gonna. I think Donald Trump is on this list. But, mm. You know, it's like. Do you, do you think if to be if, canceled, he can't have well, social media accounts? If that guy that came up to the, you know, the, you know, those uh, EMS people were, you know, a, a truck full oh. of feminist Democrats, and Donald oh. Trump was in that car, you know. You're saying like, or if, if one of those EMS people, yeah, one of those Harvey EMS Weinstein people was, got into uh, a car crash. They're they're just gonna, yeah. I I feel the, he's definitely going to the waiting room. What if it was Elon's cousin, who was the EMS when they showed up at Tigers? You know, Elon Musk. No, Elon, his ex-wife. Elon. <laughs> Elon. Elon. <laughs> you know, right. like what what happens when it gets deep like that? I don't. I don't even think I want to know. I just would hope that everybody just gets rushed the same and then they prioritize it with how bad the injuries are. Um, I guess, you know, it, being in a, in a situation where you could lose uh, the ability to walk correctly for the rest of your life is a pretty uh, big front of the line thing. If nobody else is right. dying in the yeah, area. I th- you know? Yeah. I feel like it's clear, but you know, it makes me wonder if, if a it poor does. person is about to lose their leg too and it's like we need we have one doctor in this hospital who attaches legs mm-hmm. we've got one guy he's open right now who's going in i feel mm-hmm. like tiger gets the number. yeah yeah like this guy's is hanging by a thread and tiger's bone sticking through which one and, yeah and it's probably yeah. like you know what we probably trust that he can pay the bill which is sad it's fucked up to say but mm-hmm. that's probably their line of thinking in there true true very true but yeah, speaking of uh, A-list celebrities dropping down the the list a little bit, we do have Johnny Manziel. Uh, he is, sh- and I'm going to say this carefully, he's shifting his focus mm. to become a pro golfer. Does he have shifting any focus, focus whatsoever? Fucking what? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think uh, you know, it's like now the partying and cocaine's getting old. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to become a pro golfer, and I don't mean that to be a hater or any. I'm not saying that negatively. If that's that dude's vibe, that's his vibe. I'm all for it. I'm just saying it's like, what are we shifting our focus from? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. an odd headline I've got here, and that's not his fault. This is some hack writer who wrote that, but hmm. well, yeah. So 12 years. He's 28 right now. So if he if he you know he might be 40 when he's first teeing off on the on the PGA Pro Tour. Okay. I got to tell you, got I, look, a chance? I don't, I saw his swing no. and it's, yeah. it's not, I mean, it's yeah, not there yet. He doesn't shift his weight correctly. And I think no. that's something that happens when you're a natural, uh, you have that and he doesn't, which is surprising for a, a guy who I've, you know, and for me, it's like, you're an athlete. If you can throw a ball, I always say that that's like the one right. test for me. And if you can't, then you're trained well at a sport. Um, but if you're an athlete, you can throw a ball. He can throw a ball. So I thought he'd be able to – I thought he was going to have a better swing when I first watched. And the more I watched him swing, the more I just thought he had a terrible swing. Yeah, I saw a driver swing, and it's just super – I mean, he's super stiff. His mm-hmm. his hand – I don't – I mean, I'm not – I'm no swing coach. I, yeah, you know, he's probably fine. He can probably break 90. You know? his hand looks so far wrapped underneath his – like his, his, uh, his right hand. Yeah, is so far underneath the club, it just looks so odd. And then, and, and you know, just a ugly looking uh, backswing. And then he comes through, and at impact, 
from impact through follow through, it looks like a baseball swing, which mm-hmm. is just troubling. Yeah, I remember seeing a viral video of him like last year, um, hitting a ball in a desert and like really hitting the long. Like everyone was like, "Wow, nice drive!" It went a hundred yards left. I mean, it went so far left, and with that grip, if you turn your hand over, it's almost yeah. I hate his grip. The way that he gets that right hand under it, yeah. And I always get mixed up. I believe that's a strong grip because I think they go by the left hand, which means his left hand would have to be really turned over for his right hand to be that weak. It looks like it is. Um, So I think that they go by the left hand there. So I think he's got a really strong grip. Uh, He's got no chance. Um, (laughs) He's he's got no chance. I don't, you know, all the money in the world. And I know like he's got the clutch gene, which usually it it takes, but I mean, he doesn't, I, I think I uh, he thinks he's the best in the world, which I think at everything he does, which I think that that's something that you need to have. Um, it's good to have that mentality when you are the best at something. Yeah, and when you're standing over a three footer that matters, and you're thinking to yourself, "There's no way I missed this. I'm the best in the world." Where I, right, again, I, I'm taking that three footer. Yeah, but I think even I think with him, no matter how many he misses, he still thinks he that he's you know like no matter how many teams cut him and no matter how much he fucked up. And when played in the CFL and whatever else, like he probably still thinks that he deserves to be a one of the better starters. Oh no, don't get me wrong, I totally agree with you. I'm just yeah. saying, like, f- let me tell you right now, if if I have the mentality that I'm going to make every putt I hit and I'm never going to hit a bad shot, I'm still absolutely going to. I know, but like, I, don't I can think, have that mentality. Like, then oh, you're going to, but then you're going to, but realistically, like you're second guessing it after a few bad ones. You know, I don't think he does. So I think he's, I think that mindset would help him, but he's not, um, I don't think he understands. A lot of people don't understand what it takes to be on tour. They think, you know, if you can shoot around even par, you got a chance. You need to shoot shoot 10, 12 under on those courses that, you know, like a regular setup that you need to be shooting low sixties to be good enough to make it past. Um, And I don't know what, what, echelon of professional he's saying that he's going to be but if he thinks he can be on the pga tour by the time he's 40 um he's going to need some really good teachers and um everybody's going to be out to absolutely crush him in every tournament he plays yeah to show him that you can't just come and play golf johnny you know it's just not it's not that easy who do you yeah yeah and you know it's funny i actually heard um heard somebody say the other day that like being a pro golfer is harder than any other pro sport. Like to like the difference between how good pro golfers are and like the next level down mm-hmm. is the, is the biggest gap in any sport. Yeah. I've played with guys who played on tour. Um, I've played with guys who are trying to play on tour guys who want to go pro and the best amateurs in my state, those guys, they make 15, 20 footers all the time right which is something right. that amateur golfers and even good amateurs just don't do you know like you yeah. you're not lining up 30 footers like you're probably going to make it and if you miss you're just going to miss you know like i'm lining up to 10 footers like that like i think i could probably might be able to make this but i don't make them um those guys are realistically making long putts the putting is is all the difference with them yeah. um and now you, you mentioned um, how these guys on tour are going to go right after him for being like an outsider. So I would somebody, say like somebody who just wasn't, you know, trying to do the golf thing from the beginning. But let me ask you this. Yeah. What do you think the poorest you can be to make it on tour is or who the poor, who do you think the poorest growing up 
guy currently on tour was? Oh God, probably like Bubba Watson. Can, maybe. Can you be a Muni player and make it on tour? Yeah, you have you, to have a silver spoon in your mouth and born no, to a free country club member. One thing I one thing I learned early on is that when you're a good golfer and uh, older guys who love the game take to you, they let you know. Like we had one kid when I worked at a golf course um, who they gave a free membership, and he now plays for uh, like. Oklahoma or something, the University of Oklahoma. Like he's a he's a good college golfer now, and we let him play for free for like ten years since he was like ten. Um, because when guys who love golf see people playing well, they take them and they say, "We'll give you everything you need. We think you're good enough." You know, so you can make it that way. Um, but you know, those kids are also the same kids whose parent might have put a club in their hands when they were like three or four, whether or not they were like private country club members or just like you know range rats. Um, so I think if you do, if you, if you're around the right people and you don't have a lot of money, you can make it maybe working at a golf course or something, you know, like, and they see like, Oh, that kid in the bag room is really good. Maybe we should take him under our wing and pay for him to go play on a mini tour somewhere. Like those, those do happen. But I mean, just having rich parents who are country club members from the time that you're, you know, three, four, five years old, you got a club in your hand. Like that's really the, you know, that's the easy route. Yeah. What, what, what do you think percentage of pro golfers grew up with a silver spoon in their mouth? Free, free country club. You know, they, they were the kids that 90%. Uh, that, yeah. 95 yeah. maybe. Yeah. I would say it's definitely between 85 and 95 for sure. And I, I could be totally wrong. I have no idea, but I just think that those, most of those guys weren't playing baseball or basketball or football or tennis and then switched to golf when they were like 16, 17. You right. know, which they is what like, most normal people do. Yeah, they were baby, like when they were you're like, playing golf. When they were getting dropped off at their babysitter's house, air quotes, it was just at the range with a exactly. golf pro at a country yep. club. Yeah, when they were two, and then that never ended. Mm-hmm. I yep. wonder. That's that would be an interesting thing to find out to to know who had the like poorest upbringing who still made it to pro to the to the pro tour, and I'd love to hear that story. You know? Yeah, you do hear some of those stories of guys like showing up to Monday qualifiers and living out of their cars to try to make it like because once you get to a tour and not the PGA tour, it's really tough to make money because it costs yeah, you a lot of totally, money. You know, totally. the, the costs you have to win um, to make money on those smaller tours. So there's a but lot of guys like, like out there grinding, but that's, you know, past the point of their parents helping them get to work. Right. You exactly. Know? That's like yeah. you're, you know, you, you've you're you're you've played so long that you're good enough to like consider going pro. I want to know like whose parents worked at Burger King. Yeah, I do too. Let's, we need to find that out. We need to find that out. And like made the golf team with like thrift store clubs. You know what I mean? Had the same set their whole life. All the other rich kids are getting like the brand new titleist. And he's like, yeah, I got McGregor's. Mm -hmm. That's dude. I need to hear that story. We need to find out who that is. We need to get one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do some research on that because I'm very curious. Um, yeah. Cause you just, Googled... it seems like a lot of them come from like California and you know, right. Just... Exactly. Florida. Yeah. I Googled uh poorest golfer to make it on tour. It does not seem very easy to find. No. PGA but tour player with tough quick... upbringing or something. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I don't think Johnny Menzel. Um, Ooh, has, oh, oh, has... oh, oh, okay. Oh. Hit us, hit us. Lee Trevino. Oh, I love that. Very poor. 
Yes, I love him too. I'm seeing I'm seeing dirt poor being yes. thrown out here. Dude, I fucking love that. And he's such a piece and he was the guy he was in Happy Gilmore. Chi Chi Rodriguez. I'm not wow. certain who that is, but says grew up in a family with six siblings and his father made eighteen dollars a week in Puerto Rico. Wow. It also looks like Ben Hogan was pretty poor. I guess it was easier to be poor during like the Great Depression the Great than Depression. it is now. <laughs> VJ Singh, VJ Singh, apparently another one. And he's from. Uh, the, yeah, they don't say country of origin. It just said VJ Singh came up poor and struggled quite a bit in poverty before becoming a great golfer. Now, keep in mind, this is a blog. This is like a question I see posted on Cura. The website, mm, Kiara, so yeah. Quora, I mean, it's not whatever. just this is just some guy answered it. I don't yeah. know that there's any any actual facts behind this, but it was the only yeah. I think we need to know the guy on tour right now who was who had the story of you know being living, you know, his parents lived in a car when he was 12, right? Right, they yeah, drop him at off the golf course. Yeah, yeah like I need to know that. with Burger King vouchers or something, yeah, because if there's none of them, then that would be really sad. Steve Ballesteros, I guess, was pretty Sevy. Oh, Keegan Bradley, duh. Really? I don't well, know. I mean, he's from Vermont. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You so know what I mean? It's like, normal... it's like there's there's money in Vermont. Mm. Like, there are people with money in Vermont, but they usually have, like, another parent working at, in Miami or New York yeah, City yeah. or something. Vermont's, like, their second home. But this says Keegan used to live in a trailer park in Massachusetts, had to sleep on the kitchen table. It folded out into a bed. And he looked, oh, I love Keegan Bradley even more now. Wow, we got to get him on the pod. And he's a Boston guy, so we got to get him on. We'll, we'll make that happen. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. And there needs to be more of that. And, like, that's, you know, that's something that, you know, over the course of the time that Group Chat Golf is, is alive, you know, we're going to try to get clubs into the hands of people that might not have been able to, you know. Like, I know that there's the first tee out there, but a lot of the times – you know, the first tee and all those other programs are just targeted at country clubs that already have juniors, you know, it's not targeted to like inner city kids who don't have access to golf um, or mm. golf clubs, you know. Okay. Two things real quick. What did you mean when you just called him a Boston guy? Um, he's a big Boston fan. I know he's from new England. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Woodstock, Vermont. Like I just said, and then you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, you said he lived in a trailer park in Massachusetts. I just, I, I just say that. And then, and then, fan. so I just jumped off of Cura yeah. and onto Keegan Bradley's Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So everything I just said might not be true because listen to this early life and college career for Keegan Bradley. Bradley is the elder child of Mark Bradley, the head professional at Jackson hole golf and tennis club, just outside Jackson, Wyoming. Mm. Uh, growing up as an all state ski racer in Woodstock, Vermont, Bradley decided as a teenager to pursue golf over skiing. I'm going to stop right there. When you are a ski racer and you choose golf over ski racing, you're not poor. You're not poor. <laughs> no, when you're doing those two sports, you're not a poor person. Uh, all right, I see Keegan's nothing. Out. I see absolutely nothing about a trailer in wow. Massachusetts. So not I'm only gonna stop up a core is out also. I'm gonna stop using Cora <laughs> as a source for things on our podcast and yeah, just disregard I, everything. Who knows what Lee Trevino, who knows about Chi Chi Rodriguez? Ben Hogan was another name we threw out there. Just disregard all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about like uh, nah, I don't even know. I'm gonna have we're, we're gonna do, for next episode. Let's do some research on this. Yeah, that so would be find, fun to find out. Yeah, I would love to to find out who those guys are because then I think that's people that everybody wanted to root for, you know. Like, I don't think everybody just wants to root for the country club kid who grew up in L.A. And, you know, I mean, I love Max Homa. He's cool. Yeah. But 
uh, right. if Max yeah. Soma was poor growing up, I'd root for him a little harder. It just uh, seems like one of those things to me where it's like, did you make it on the tour or did your mommy and daddy's checkbook make it? Yeah, on the it's tour? the tools because even like I always said, like, and you know, I was good at golf. I knew that I never was good enough to make it. But I also said to myself, when I was 15 and old enough to get a job, I got a job at a golf course so I could play golf for free. Like my parents, like I wasn't a member at a country club. Like we never were, you know, I grinded. I worked at golf courses my whole life pretty much just so I could play free golf and didn't have to pay for it. And, and that's like what a lot of good golfers do, but those kids who were able to be members and were able to play for those hours rather than work for their free golf, like, you know, that's the difference. I mean, you're like, if you, I would say like for you having done that the way you did that and you're like, you know, scratch golfer now, Mm -hmm. it's like, imagine what it could have been if you were at two years old, just like playing golf at a country club all day, every day, summer camps, you know, like travel you know all that stuff it's like yeah you probably even could could playing in tournaments at a young age you know like i didn't play in a tournament until i was 16 17 i got nervous like it just wasn't for me but if i was playing in tournaments since i was six or seven like it might be different i might like love competition of golf yeah but so i i wonder how much of that there is where it's like how many how many like athletes with god-given talent and ability in golf never even get a chance to pick up a golf club you know true dude it's true and then how many of these guys how many of these guys were complete hacks before it was like mommy and daddy cut the check for the coaches and the you know the travel teams and the in the, in the summer camps and yep. the, you know because it is one of those sports that you can just be trained really well you know right, right. one of those yeah. sports where you can be you don't need that raw athletic talent to be really good at it you can just be you know well groomed with you know repetition yeah and, uh, and, and it's and tough the right to get mindset reps. It is. If you're poor, you know, exactly. yeah, it's yeah. tough. It's, it's hard to get the reps and that's a lot of it is just playing all the time. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're yeah, able to curious. do that and, and yeah, we got to definitely find that out. What, what guys were, you know, working at golf courses to try to get the reps in for free because their families couldn't afford it or right. whatever else. Like I want to know. And, and like I said, I, I want to get clubs into people's hands that normally might not have them because I think there's a, there's millions of people out there who could just be, dominant tour players that have never even touched a golf club, you know, yeah. because they were busy playing other sports growing up um, or they didn't have access to a golf course, which, you know, a lot of kids in cities uh, don't have. Yeah. So, yeah. It'd be interesting to find out. I'd love to love to talk to somebody about that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, we, so we have, you know, kind of switching gears here. We have the, uh, the Arnold Palmer Bay Hill coming up this weekend. Arnie Palmy and- alert. Yeah, every time every time I hear that guy's name, it makes me think like, is he is he the most famous or popular or well known person with a drink named after him? And is there anybody else even close? Maybe Tom Collins. Who's Tom Collins? That one jumps out at me because that's from the movie um, Meet the Parents. Meet the Parents. Yep. Where he goes to the Tom Collins mix, mm-hmm. but I don't know the origin story there. Now, I would I would argue. Now, first of all, Arnold Palmer. Yeah, he's big in golf, but I think he's bigger for his drink. Honestly, yeah. oh, now in sure. the world, you know, like everybody knows what an Arnie Palmer is because they were 99 right. cents for a fat can when yeah. we were all like smoking in high school and you stopped at the gas station for a blunt wrap mm-hmm. and in an Arnold Palmer <laughs> for 99 cents. Like that was the the play. But I will say this before I was drinking Arnold Palmer's, I was drinking Shirley Temple's. 
So I oh, think Shirley Temple, Shirley might be, Temple I think Shirley might take the cake and I, she might be Nolan Void nowadays. I don't know if people are still drinking Shirley Temples, right? Um, but growing up, dude, and my dad used to be like the typical like, oh, you know, be a man. Don't drink a Shirley Temple. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like at least get the Roy Rogers, like, right. you know, like, but no, I love Shirley Temples. They were delicious. Um, and you kind of felt like you were having a drink, you know, with the cherry in there. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I think nowadays Arnold Palmer takes the cake there with the most popular drink ever. I don't know who Tom Collins is. Was he a singer? Uh, was that the guy who sang that song uh, in the air? To, like uh, uh, the song about the person who was drowning or whatever. That wasn't really the real story behind it. Dying in your arms tonight. <laughs> um. So this one's actually, I don't, I don't know that this was named after Tom Collins. Oh, really? In August, 1891, British physician, Sir Morel McKenzie wrote an article, the influential 19th century magazine fortnightly review claiming that England was the originating country for the Tom Collins cocktail. And a person named John Collins was his creator. <laughs> I'm going to get out of the Tom Collins business. Cause this is just pissing me off. Yeah. Right. That's John crazy. Collins, buddy, you came up with a drink and you couldn't, you named it after Tom. I mean, what, what an idiot. So Shirley temples up there. The Roy Rogers is up there. The John Daly, apparently, when you when you type in ten, yeah, you know oh, that's a cocktail. John though. Daly, though, yeah, and the thing with the John Daly is that it's just such a it's such a rub off of the Arnold Palmer that I yeah, don't really even is. like really consider it its own thing. It's just a version of the Arnold Palmer in my mind. Mm -hmm. Which also Arnold Palmer, one of the hardest fucking things for me to say in the world. I yeah, had this... that like, I had that like rl like kind of list slur thing when i was a kid where mm -hmm. i would say like r's is l's and whenever i say all all nulled palm or i get <laughs> like caught up arnold, my tongue does not like really like arnold schwarzenegger ish right you just right. said but that yeah, just like when you go to the when you go yeah when you go from like that r to the palm it's, it's very hard for me to do i will say in, honestly, in rhode island one, i have to concentrate very hard when i say that word when we the way we would say it in rhode island is arnold Arnold Palmer. I know a guy. Last name's Palmer. Ends with an R, but we don't say it. We don't do R's here. Right, right. And I'm trying to look for other, you know, classic drinks named after celebrities. You know, right. number and one. Like, the Charlie I mean, Chaplin. Like, what? Yeah, see, I feel like with that one, I feel like Charlie as the actor is more well-known than his drink. Yeah. And I guess maybe that's what my question is. Like, whose drink supersedes the person themselves? And I think Arnold probably like there are probably it has it has crossover mainstream appeal the Arnold Palmer because of that Arizona green tea can or whatever. Yeah. The, yep. Palmer. Yeah. There's the yeah. I need to look at what. Oh uh, oh yeah, Shirley Temple. She was famous. That face. She yeah. Was very famous. Does she play Annie? Yeah, and maybe she was in like the original Little Rascals or something like that. Oh yeah. Is that wait no. Was there an original Little Rascals? I thought so. She does look like the little girl that was in Little Rascals. So it was Shirley Temple in Little Rascals. Wow. No, I don't think so. But that girl did look a lot like her. I remember that girl exactly you're talking about. Yeah, but I'm oh, not this talking about like our Little Rascals. Yeah, but even, even ours, though. Even ours, she did look a lot like. Um, looks like, yeah, she was in the 30s. 
Shirley Temple. Wow. So people have been drinking Shirley Temples. I mean, I don't know when the drink was came out, but I, I'm down for a good. I might have one tonight. I might go get some whatever they put in it, like cherry something. Um, have myself a Shirley Temple. I've never had one with alcohol in it. I don't even know if they make an alcoholic version. Maybe just vodka. But yeah, I'll be there this weekend. I'm going to a party on Friday right on the golf course, uh, hanging out at somebody's house. So I'll be yelling at all the players. We'll get some footage. So make sure you watch my story on Friday. Oh, yeah. PGA uh, uh, Memes Tournament down in Orlando. PGA Memes weekend. Challenge um, at Shingle Creek in Orlando. Um, I'll be down there. I'll be get there tomorrow around 3.30. I'll leave on Sunday morning. So tomorrow, meaning Thursday, when you're listening to this. Uh, so if anybody's down there and you want to, you know, party it up just hit me up I link up be, with them boys yep i'll be playing as much golf as possible i think probably only two rounds one for the tournament um oh well don't play too much dude i just want to get out there man i i saw I, tempe Seas is coming down well he's already down there waiting for me so he's gonna pick me up from the airport shout out tempe Seas. what up um and hopefully we'll go hit balls or something tomorrow we might try to hit like city walk or something it's a little too expensive to just go ride on rides for like an hour or two. What is City Walk? City Walk's like right across from Universal Studios. It's basically just You're going uh, to an amusement park? Well, to... City Walk is a long line of restaurants and bars. Um Universal Let's back Studios up to when you were is on the other side of the It's a little river. too expensive to go ride rides. I mean, what do you guys 12 years old? Dude, you don't you don't like roller coasters? Well, you don't I like heights. Hate yeah. roller well, I love roller coasters. I think I, roller coasters are the biggest waste of time in the world. I mean, what kind of cheap thrill do you... I agree. Do you like going fast, dude? Do you like yeah. going... Oh, fast. I'm not even in the car. I drive so slow. I never speed. I was yeah. going 85 on the way up to, to uh, the place that we stayed last weekend. I felt like so illegal. I was going 85 miles an hour. The speed limit was 70. Um, but I don't know. I like, I like roller coasters. But also, like, the only times I've ever been to Universal Studios, I stayed at the Hard Rock and you get a free fast pass your room key is a fast pass so you and it's unlimited it's not like you can only do one per hour uh you can just go to the fast pass line every single time so that makes it more enjoyable than waiting in a line an hour to go on the hulk or something like that's not enjoyable for me at all like six flags sucks if i go to six flags like one time on superman and then i'm just done for the day because it takes 40 seconds and you waited in line for an hour and a half i mean it's the craziest concept to me in the world waiting a two-hour line for a 30 second ride Mm -hmm. and I mean, as a not heights guy, it's like, then you throw on top of that weight in a two hour line, the up, it's the up I can't do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, after and it's the like up, sure. It's like, oh yeah, that was kind of fun. But again, yeah. it's like, once you've, once you've done one roller coaster, you've kind of done them all. And it's like, Ooh, that was fast. And then mm. it's like, you get down, you just see the people operating them. And it's no offense to them, but they don't know how roller coasters work. No. They're not engineers. I don't feel safe at all all yeah they're not and once you hear like one story of somebody getting cut in half and you're just like yeah is it really worth it you know that string could just let go at any time oh my it's crazy and and then and then you're like what did i just die for a ticket like a cheap (laughs) thrill to go fast for a few minutes like go skiing (laughs) if you like that thing but dude i was at a uh, i was at one of those like shows that they have there you know like a water show or whatever Mm -hmm. sitting in the audience and it might have been like the superman i think it was at six flags right there in the background just going up, 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 and we're stuck. Mm. And so it was like maybe an hour show. I had to watch all those people get like evac'd off of the roller coaster. Wow. Like not a great feeling sitting yeah. there and having to watch that. It's like trying to enjoy the water show. And then it's like you're just sitting there thinking to yourself, like, I hope none of these crazy motherfuckers in my group are like, let's go on a roller coaster after we finish the water show because <laughs> I'm not doing that. 
And then, and let me, and one more thing with the roller coasters. Cause as a kid, you're like a pussy if you don't go on them. True. And, and so it was like, I'm going to have to face ridicule for my friends for this. But in actuality, it's like, I'm just smarter than you idiots because I see a cheap thrill, a long line. It's not worth it. You might die. The people running it don't know what they're doing. And I'm the pussy. Mm-hmm. And then you get older on it. And then you, then you grow up and you realize that like literally 50% of people hate heights and they right. were all you, just like doing it because they had to. Cause you, you thought know? it was the cool thing to do. It's like, Oh, yeah. dude, you not tall enough to go on this. It's like, no, yeah. I have a brain. Like, I don't feel any nerves when I'm getting on when I'm like excited. I love the, the fast shoot off, you know, like, You're I don't like know. the up though. You have fun with the up. Yeah, I'm excited for the down like, when I'm fuck, going look up. Look at this, like cha-ching, yeah, cha-ching, like this down is gonna be cha-ching. good. Like I love that build up. I really do. Oh. Uh, and then it's immediately over, and then you're like, damn, I can't believe I waited in that line for so long. Yeah, and then you know, like after bag- one for the day, I'm done, and I've already spent 150 yeah, bucks. But to be that's there for not the day. what happens. Then some douchebag in your group's like, let's go on the next one. Mm-hmm. And then you race, you have to run over there, you're out of breath, it's hot, you're sweating. And then it's like, oh, it's waiting another line for two hours. You know, the most fun like, thing about those for me, about like all those places is like the carnival things. I like the carnival games and they cost a million dollars, but I mm-hmm. can do them all day. I, I can mm-hmm. throw rings at bottles all day long and not get one and yeah. just be down like a hundred dollars for one little like beanie baby or yeah. something, you know? Yeah, uh, when I, I was would... pretty disappointed. I, I mean, I'm definitely more of like a carnival game guy when I go there myself because I don't do roller coasters. But I remember when I found out that those were a scam and it, I mean, it fucking crushed me, dude. Yeah, it it's tough. Me. It was like an older sibling or something. It was like, you know, you're never going to win this, right? And it was like, I'm about to win it right now. What are you talking about? Give me three four more for five. Yeah, like you can win a rate. You can win like an electric scooter for and yeah, like, oh, right. I'm definitely yeah. winning this scooter. Right. You're like, yeah, I need this like stuffed animal. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you like see the videos online as you get older and like YouTube becomes a thing. And you're like, and how oh, much the, how much the animals science. cost? Like that, that one of those believe, huge like, animals costs right. like $3. Right. Yeah, you buy it online like, for $3. Yeah. And it's like, you want to trust, you know, it's like that guy that was like, Hey man, come play this sweet game. It's like, yeah, I trusted him, but mm-hmm. he was a scam artist. And yeah, a liar. like, no, these are, this works. Like, watch me do yeah. it. I do oh, it. Oh yeah. Time, the you watch know? me do it. Yeah. Dude. Especially the uh, little, like, the wiffle ball into the little... Uh, yeah, the one like, with the curved uh, backboard and yeah. into the basket. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's a yeah, scam. Man, those, they really are a scam. And it's a shame because they're really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, they're not, like, that fun. They're fun because they're not roller coasters. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah. like, it's it's one of the only fun things you can do at a place that might not be as fun as everybody says it is. Yeah, and that's the other yeah. thing to me, like, amusement parks is, like it's just kind of like a place for suckers. And I don't like, I don't like I, yeah, something about me. I'll let you guys know. I don't like when I am knowingly being taken advantage of on both sides. Like when I know it, the person scamming me knows it. Mm. I don't like being in that situation. It yeah. I feel dumb. So it's like going to an amusement park. I feel like that idiot because it's like, well, I'm either waiting in line, wasting Mm -hmm. my entire day, might do four rides because it takes two hours in line each lunch costs a thousand dollars. And then it's like the alternative is go spend money at scam arcade games, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, there's no, there's no safe space at a amusement park for a guy like me. Yeah. I'm going to be getting scammed no matter what's happening. So I guess you would probably enjoy like the Harry Potter world or something where it's like a walkthrough a little bit more than you would like a ride place like Epcot or something like drinking around Epcot or you just don't like any of that. But I mean, again, it's like the same thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's, well, there's no rides around, really. Like, or carnival. Right, but it's, it's more but of like, it's a, all walk, based like a safari. Around, yeah. I think I did Epcot one time when I was a kid. Like, mm. yeah, I mean, I would rather, I, I much prefer like a science museum mm. over those places. Like, yeah. I think I would, I would prefer any museum. Fun exhibits that you can like learn something from. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it makes me feel dumb. It makes me mm. feel dumber than I. Like a sucker, dude. You're like a sheep with all the exactly. rest of the sheep. It's like the biggest right. group of sheep, um, like Disney. It's ah, like it costs 110 bucks to get into the park, you know. Oh so my god, dude, you have one family for one day. You're talking a thousand dollars between like everyone. Eating. Everyone's in there like loving it. Like oh, yeah, like go get twenty dollars uh, sprite Mouse's autograph and a forty dollar like about? turkey leg that is just dry yeah. and shitty mm-hmm. that you could just be mm-hmm. eating like a chicken wing. Right, but instead, parking like, was a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. But you know, I will go to City Walk, which I've been thrown out of City Walk before, but my trespassing warning is up. It was oh, only from 19 to 20 years old. Thank you. Good. For drinking underage and getting caught with a fake ID during yeah. spring break. They got us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they'll get you down there. Yeah, they'll get you. Yeah. Well, hey. that's good. Yeah. We're uh so we'll we'll have hopefully we'll be back on Twitch. This week was kind of tough with um with our group chat retreat, we got back kind of late. It was and then we tried to wait for Danny to have power so we could get him in on it. So we're doing this last minute. Um, yep. but we, we still couldn't get them, but, uh, yeah, Sunday, we'll plan on Sunday being live on Twitch again, seven o'clock. Yeah. I'll be back by then and I'll have plenty of stories from the weekend. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of golf memers and influencers there. Um, so that's going to be a good time. Yeah. And, not um, going to lie. The second hour, we're, uh, hopefully we'll do the two hour, you know, first hour golf pod, second hour, second hour is probably going to get a little wild. Cause I have a, uh, I have a good buddy coming over. Hopefully we'll get him on for the second hour. Um, we're going to watch AEW Revolution, which is the wrestling mm. pay-per-view, which fucking Sting will be on in a street fight. Hello? <laughs> Sting. Well, like, when, when the viewers, when the listeners are, are hearing this, they're going to say, did Chubba just say Sting? And yes, mm. I did say Sting, the guy who painted his face like the movie The Crow in the 90s, who's, I believe, 61. He will be in a street fight, um, tag team street fight. So I'm sure his partner will take most of the bumps. A quick question about the wrestling. Now, do they still have all these people on it because they're still holding on to the people that still enjoy wrestling from like 99? Is that why they keep like, I feel like it's a lot of the same faces, you know, everyone still talks about the same people. Are they, is there a good question? Yeah. Are there new wrestling fans? It's a two, there's two different answers to this one, the WWE, they are holding on. They do this thing where, They've, they've done away with long-term storytelling completely. So none of their, like, none of their matches have, like, any buildup, any storyline. And they've spent, like, the last 10 years or so bringing, like, Goldberg back and putting the title on him and having him be the main guy. And he can't go anymore. You know, mm-hmm. he's old as fuck. Yeah. Um, which is the wrong approach in my mind. It makes, it makes the, the, the regular guys on the active roster appear lesser than – and the whole idea in wrestling is that you want to build up, you know, your younger guys, you want to, the older guys, you want to give the rub to. Yep. You got to think about the future industry term. Right. So you want to try to build those guys up. What AEW does is they bring in veterans to fill lesser roles to give that actual rub. So like sting is in a tag team match with the TNT champion. So he is more or less there as, uh, you know, 
it's definitely an, a draw for the audience. Yeah. But he, they're not going to go throw the world title on Sting. They mm-hmm. just signed the big show, too. And it's, it's like a, a side lot show. Of, well, it's, it's like to pull, it's it pulls draw. eyes. Yeah, it's a draw for mainstream audience. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to have, it's the same thing like Shaq is on tonight. You know, it's like you're, you're, you you want to pull eyes from the mainstream who maybe aren't wrestling fans. But at the same time, behind the scenes, having these guys coaching the younger guys, having these guys give the rub to the younger guys is greatly beneficial. Mm-hmm. Like the dude that the dude that Sting is uh, tag teaming with is this young guy, Darby Allen. And he's, I mean, he's a fucking maniac. The guy, like, <laughs> Already this year, he's been put into a body bag and then got power bombed outside of the ring. Outside wow. of the ring, yeah. Wow. So like he'll he'll take a bump, but he he has like half of his face painted in white and black paint, which obviously we know Sting did the full mm. white and black paint thing, yep. a year, you know, years ago. So there's kind of this like torch, so to speak, being passed down. So AEW does it correct with bringing like older stars in because they're not the main focus you know Mm -hmm. like they started off with jericho being the first champion but he's not anymore and and i think it was the right move because that kind of put their championship on the map yeah so you know they do they do uh they build up their like homegrown they're not really homegrown stars because they're like a brand new company but you know they do i think they do a much better job than the wwe of building up the younger guys so i'm looking forward to that yeah i remember like birthday parties back in the day just i remember one in particular uh super brawl Mm -hmm. super brawl was probably like 99 or 2000 dude we had a party for that one and it was just uh what's his name scotty scotty wait no who wore the ma- who wore the mask? He got it taken off. It was a big deal. He Rey had Mysterio. Never- yeah, he had never gotten his mask taken off before, and I just will never forget the face when his mask came off. I was like, "That's him, that pussy." Like, <laughs> like what a bitch! If you're talking about the Rey Mysterio, which you probably are, because that was the biggest unmasking. That was a big mistake. Was it? Yeah, it's just a very you know those the lucha libre style is they uh it's it's more than a mask to them and it oh, was yep. a very oh. very disrespectful thing that the promoters had him do I'm pulling up a youtube i mean now don't get me wrong as a young sure. chubba watson i was fucking um like i was all about it at the time i didn't understand what it really meant but yeah to me it was just like i hadn't seen this guy's face before now i'm seeing it that's fucking dope yeah, I, I, dude, I, I wish I could remember exactly. It must have been Rey Mysterio, but, um, yeah, yeah, that was Super, a big time. Super Brawl 11. What year was that? Nine, maybe 99, 2000, 99. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. So, what was your, what was your, what's your history with the wrestling? Uh, we used to, I used to watch it back then a little bit. So I remember all those guys and I, you know, I used to think WCW and then uh, WWF days. Who were Um, your favorite? uh, I think I, I think I liked that guy that was wearing that mask and then like um, Mankind, um, like Triple H days. And I was like, you know, he was like, wasn't sure if he was banging Stephanie uh, at the time. Stephanie Mm -hmm. was hot. Yeah, that was a great. Uh, There was a couple of ladies there like China. Uh, like it was a good squad, and they're and I feel like they're still all there today, which they did, is crazy. Yeah, they did some wild shits, like Stephanie, 
Stephanie, obviously daughter of Vince McMahon, who runs yeah. the show over there. That yeah. the angle that they did on national television was that Triple H drugged her and then brought her passed out body to a drive through Las Vegas marriage chapel and he married her passed wow. out body. Yeah. That no consent. <laughs> no consent to that marriage. Oh and they are still married to this day. Obviously, wow. they had like a real wedding off the screen. That was just like yeah, yeah. storyline. But do you think they're really they in love? Do some shit. Think they're in love? Well, I mean, in real life, not WWE. Well, yeah, like they're married with like four kids. Yeah. You do you think I mean? they did it all for the show, though? Well, I think I think no. I think that I think maybe Stephanie loves Triple H. Yeah, yeah. but he did know. it. He did it for Vince. Right. I like... think Triple H probably more married Vince because it was like. Triple H, I mean, he after he married Stephanie, he was like he was the champion for maybe seven years straight. He mm -hmm. was the guy. And then once he uh once he kind of stepped back from being an active wrestler, is like there's Vince McMahon and then there's Triple H. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's yeah. like a good move. He for got, him he got, yeah, class. he got a pretty good end of the deal. And all of his, uh, all of his like buddies, the clique that he came up with, I mean, they're all like degenerate alcoholics and stuff now who mm -hmm. just kind of get like, uh, hopefully a text from him every now and again. It's like, hey, you want to come do a, back, a backstage segment for a couple mm -hmm. hundred thousand dollars? Not bad. I think I, I, I was a big, uh, I like Booker T too. Oh, Booker is great. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. Great. But anyway. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that'll be Sunday. Uh, we'll we be could, back on Twitch. Yeah, maybe we'll do a wrestling, uh, throw a wrestling pod in there at some point. We can get well, the I'm golf sure, chill yeah. on, big if, wrestling guy. Oh, he is. Yeah, I like chatting yeah. wrestling with him. Although, to be honest, he's got to start watching AEW. It's pretty disappointing mm. that he doesn't. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll have so second hour. There might be a little overlap there with the uh, with the event. Uh, yeah, we'll have time, Steve in. Yeah, the last time Seabass and I watched an event together, we usually put like a betting sheet together and make it competitive. Mm. And I think last time the loser had to take like a chair shot off a ladder spot Ooh. outside of like we went outside and I think I won that. So I got to slam him in the head with a chair to knock mm. him off of a ladder. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great. Hopefully I mean, you great. win again because I'd hate to see you have to get up on a ladder. To be honest, so I don't I don't mind taking a bump for know? the wrestling. You don't mind, you know, for the show. Right. He's the showman. Right. I mean, he is right. the showman. That's the show it. must go on. You know, so. <laughs> Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed this golf slash wrestling podcast. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll start a wrestling page one day. Yeah. Um, but anyway, thanks for stopping by episode 35. We'll be back on Twitch Sunday, seven o'clock. We'll plan on it. Um, and I believe that's all we got for today. Ladies, yeah, and follow us on social, subscribe yeah. to the pod. Tell your friends, tell your friends, group chat, golf memes, Chubba Watson, Sunny, Daniel Lafferty. Sometimes. Officially Sunny on Twitch. So follow, subscribe. And we'll get some YouTube up there pretty soon, too. Um, but, anyways, episode 35, ladies and gentlemen. Group Jack Golf Podcast. Chubba Watson, take us off. Hey, you're welcome.